0: This is The Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! As always, we are sponsored by Central Works, a new play theater, headed up by Gary Graves and Jans Leifler. Central Works reinventing theater one play at a time. We want to thank Central Works for always sponsoring The Yay and our wonderful consulting producer, Mallory Samara. And we have a wonderful guest. We're bringing her back. She was uh, here January 2019, and she's back again, and she's done so much work. Eiko Yamamoto. Eiko, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Was Ju- it January? I thought it was more like June.
0: I'm sorry. It was July. It was July, July of 2019. I'm looking okay. at oh, it right there. okay. Yeah. Uh, you were doing, I think you were, let's see. Let me read this thing. We've had Eiko uh, back in July 2019. She was doing Hello, Dolly and Eureka Day since then since then you've done tiny beautiful things working the book of will richard the 12th night and you work with a variety of companies including theater oh, rhino oh no i've
1: not worked with theater rhino
0: right <laughs> i i swear that you i thought that you did a musical <laughs> no, for them no i did not, not i'm going to be
1: working with sierra Okay, you can read it now. Yeah. I don't know why. How theater Rhino got there? Okay. That's
0: funny. I, I I don't know. Maybe it was my. Su- I'd like memory. to work there, so
1: maybe that's just that's why it's there. I don't know.
0: Okay, you didn't. You know, maybe I'm uh, shame on me. Maybe I'm confusing you with somebody else who did a musical there because you've been doing a lot of musicals, and I know. Okay, so in any case, not theater Rhino, but Cedar mm. Rep, Sierra Rep, Essa Playground, Silk Valley Shakes, African American Shakes, The pair Theater, Piano Fight. And many, many more.
1: Yes, we'll just leave it there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been on an absolute roll, and I, I for my memory. Because you and I had not met in July of 2019, yet and worked with Norman, yet and worked with me, no. And I think you just uh, listened to the yay, and maybe a, a former. Uh, a, a no, I remember episode. what it was. What's you that? don't
1: remember. Hi.
0: <laughs> no, I don't.
1: <laughs> you don't. You're, well, it's okay. You mean a lot of. He words. remembers everything. Um, no, what happened was you were doing a reading, uh huh, and you had talked to Lily, and Lily had Lily John Crystal. Yes, mm. and she had recommended me, ah, and that, and then I couldn't, and, and then that for some reason totally we, had a, we had a scheduling is. issue. I couldn't. And end up doing it Yeah But then you're like Hey What do you You know I would love to invite you To the yay If you'd like to come And I'm like Sure <laughs>
0: Yes, that's right, because you brought, Norman, you brought in Lily Chung Crystal. She was doing Flower Drum Song.
1: And that's what I was doing.
0: Right, oh, right, exactly. And, so,
2: get, and getting ready to leave town shortly after that's that. That's right, wow. that's right.
0: So it was a great grab to get Lily mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And Lily recommended you. I mean, there were actually, she recommended a couple of folks. There was uh, yeah. Mara Sotello. I don't know if you've worked with Mara before. Yeah,
1: she, oh, I worked with her on Flower Drum Song.
0: Right, right, <laughs> right. So, uh, and I
1: was working with her. At Into the Woods at Costa Rip when we got closed down. Wow. In March for COVID. See there, small world. I was world. playing her mother. Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so no, it's fantastic to have you back, and you insisted on doing it live. I'm so glad to do live because you can I can control the audio. I can look at people, and yeah. it's it just makes I don't know. You know, podcasting is wonderful. I mean, it's great to do the uh, the YouTube stuff and videos and all that sort of stuff. But it's 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 great when we can do it live. So I'm I'm so happy. Mm. So, everyone's doing well. How are you doing in the age of COVID 19?
1: COVID 19? Oh, well, because um, I was thinking, yes, COVID 19 means <laughs> 2022, but it was called COVID 19. Right. Um, you know, I, it's like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging in there. I got some, I've got some pretty, I've got a lot of pressure right now. I've got some, uh, I've had some, lost some family members during COVID. Oh, no, and I'm sorry I to have hear that. some current family members who are close to me who are very ill. Mm. And, um, Recently, I had to go in and out of hospitals because I had some weird things that I wanted to check out. I'm all fine now, but good, good,
0: good. But
1: um, you know, taking it day by day.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And um, and you have you have a son. I think your son is what 12, 13.
1: Wow, good for you. He, yeah, he just turned 13. Oh, there you go. Hey.
0: <laughs> see, there's some things I do remember.
1: <laughs> Hilarious.
0: But, uh, they, you know, it's an. I always wonder, because it, it's got to be tough for kids, because, you know, kids want to be in this school. They want to see and play with their friends and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Well, it's t- a different time. Yeah. yeah. There We call them COVID kids. Yeah, yeah, that's because right. Because he is more, I'll tell him, you can take off your mask, and he doesn't want to take off his mask.
0: Wow. You, mm-hmm. Usually I hear the opposite.
1: Uh, no, not among certain. Uh, it depends, I guess, on the how. I mean, I don't know what your philosophy is, sure, your background sure. with your parents. I mean, obviously, we're very concerned about.
2: But COVID the kids are all. the kids are familiar with it now, so they are in the routine.
1: Exactly.
2: Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm.
0: right. But it sounds like he's handling he's handled things well. Like.
1: Well, yeah, I think. It was a lot tougher for, like, people who had, I mean, I've spoken to parents who have kids who were high school students or in Mm -hmm. college, who missed their graduation, who missed, like, prom. Yeah. I mean, that's really sad. But my son, when COVID started, what, he was around 11. And Mm. so he's still a child. And so now, you know, when school was online, he actually liked online school. Mm -hmm. And he liked talking through his friends online. Yeah. As he? You know, he's like, okay, I get to play video games and <laughs> talk <laughs> <laughs> through them through Discord. Well, I'm
0: sure you are you. You know, made sure that he was uh, disciplined and all that stuff. Well,
1: no, he was limited in mm-hmm. the time that he could play, but you know, at the same time, he got to play more computers. Oh, sure. Than usual, or at least talk to his friends through computers that we would normally have like yeah. done a you know get together in person, but we weren't doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, well, it sounds like he's adjusted well, and um, I'm it you know it's tough like i got a text a couple of days ago from my mom saying that she's back in the hospital she's been battling cancer mm. and she's been doing um radi- radiation therapy and uh she um what is it where you have the bag uh it's i, I don't know what the uh, a colostomy it, bag I, I think a colostomy bag so she's been in and out right. having oh, to clean okay. out yep. um uti urinary yeah, tract yeah yeah so, yeah so yeah. So it's been I, it's been tough on her. I'm so glad that my sister has been taking care of her. And so every time I get these text messages I sort of I'm on alert cuz I don't know if I have to fly back to DC cuz of an emergency or whatever but right. luckily she's been fine and she's been handling COVID-19 very well.
1: Yeah, I know how you feel. I mean, my father—I found out on February fourteenth that my father was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Oh goodness! So he's wow. I going through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. My in law is also my father in law. He's doing a lot better, but yeah. he's also dealing with cancer. It's cancer seems to be a lot in people's lives around me. Yeah, yeah. yeah not just myself, but like you included. Well, sure, it's sure. Just, a, seems and it,
0: it, it sort of elevates the the threat of COVID nineteen because you know your immune system is down, so you're more inclined to be sick and all that stuff. Uh let me not neglect you, Norman. Uh how is yes. your week Because i not neglecting me.
2: <laughs> My weeks have been crazy. I am in water by the spoonful. I'm mm-hmm. understudying and congratulations. They are, thank you. Yeah. They are in previews right now, so that's been huge. Um I before that happened, I had already made these other commitments. So this week I have been a medical patient. I have had an audition. Um I have not been in rehearsal, which I thought I would be, and I had promised Jan, Zweifler with mm-hmm. uh, Central Works that I would help out with box office. So they are in previews for Oh, oh it was uh, I, haven't, I haven't written down written, yeah. yeah. Asylum.
1: asylum.
2: <clears throat> yeah. One of my and friends Alan Coyne, from the asylum. Alan
1: Coyne he's a friend of mine, isn't yes. it? Yes. Oh yes.
2: gosh. And it was so weird because Alan and I were both called back. Mm-hmm. Um so we were both on a Zoom call back Monday. Alan pops up and I'm like, hey, hey, he wants to start chatting. I'm like, dude get ready to do this audition so (laughs) let's not talk i go like that night or the next night i go because i said i would hold book i think it was the next night i said i would hold book so i go there and as I park, there's Alan walking up the street, and I roll down my window. I'm like, "No, fuck, no! You are not in this show, no!" <laughs> small
0: world, small it's, world. It's and, a
2: ridiculously small and world. And of course,
0: Alan Coyne, because he's in pretty much
2: everything. I mean, he's he always is super been talented. Cool. he is wonderfully yes, busy. He, is. he is wonderfully talented. He plays a multiple. He plays a slew of. Characters in this piece. Oh, is that right? Multiple, multiple roles. Yeah. I gotta
0: check it out. I have gotta check Escape from the Silent Mountain It's
2: fun. I may be box office when do, you do.
1: Yeah, and if anyone can play multiple roles,
2: yes, it's Alan. Alan. Yes, 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 he does wonderfully. He
0: does. I think yeah, he may be the only person where all three of us have been on stage with him.
1: <laughs> really? Oh, it's yeah. right.
0: I have been on stage with him. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I was. I've got a poster of uh, Skin of Our Teeth where he played multiple characters, and I was in that. And what was he? What did you do with him, Norman?
2: Last summer, he was in uh, Pericles. And Ah! I was understudying Pericles and got to go. And so he was making jokes about me understudying. And I'm like, (laughs) you know. And I, did, true.
1: and I did the 1940s radio show at Hillbarn with him ah, this december See there? So we can play that game like they do with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yes. it's Alan degrees. It is. And, and then like how all it. of us yes. are connected yeah. through Alan Coyne. Well,
0: you'll be there. T- I mean, you've been doing a bunch of things as well. So we'll get into that as well. And we're not going to get into a Nordstrom because we know, you know, you've... You know, you were born in Japan, you came here. I think you you were raised mainly in Hawaii, is that correct?
1: Hawaii and Central Central California, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right.
0: So we'll get into that. There have been a couple of uh, origin stories. Um, Well, first and foremost. Mm. Current events. Yeah, current events. That's what I meant. Sorry. Mm. Um, Jim Kleiman's dad passed away. Yes. Oh, god. Very, very sad. And I want to give our condolences. I mean, uh, 92, 95? I think think 92, 92, yeah. Lived a long life, but uh, he's been posting pictures of him when he was, uh, um, you know. In the service. In the service. Yeah.
2: So and he was uh, an immigrant. Uh, yeah, no, it's very cool.
0: No, it's a wonderful story. And uh, it's a wonderful uh, upliftment of life that, you know, Jim is doing for his dad. It's and a
2: necessary part of life. I mean, yeah. people don't, people say they're sad. And I'm like, I don't know the man. I never knew the man. I know nothing about him. Mm-hmm. I am because he has passed. I am now hearing all these wonderful, amazing stories. And I can look at Jim in a new light. Because of that, I can go, oh, that's who's your inspiration. Oh, that's your role model. Oh, that's who led you through life. Okay, now I know you better because your father has passed.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it is awesome, man. You know, I complain, people complain about, oh, Facebook, people just posting all their good times Mm -hmm. and they they don't post, you know, their bad times and all this. Every every Mm -hmm. time you've been cast in something, but you never post when you've been rejected. (laughs) Although, (laughs) Cynthia Logazinski did. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, I would like to say that. I get rejected all the time.
0: Yes, it's yes, part yes. of the business. I, I don't but, think of it as a rejection. It's mm-hmm. just you know,
1: yeah. it's not right for whatever reason. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a good way to use the internet and to use billboards like Facebook and whatever to uplift someone else and to to give a life story. Like every Father's Day, I post up you know old uh, videos of my dad when he was in the band and old audio of him in the 70s and the 80s and things like that. And I do the same thing for for mom, you know, back in her heyday. So, so Jim, if you're listening, you know, we have our condolences and thoughts and prayers for you and your family. And uh, he lived a long life, and he served our country. So, you know, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been – this is – Echo, I'm glad that you're on. Um, not that we want to talk about Asian-American issues, but th- this is the one-year anniversary of the Atlanta spa shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, yet another Asian was attacked in New York. Um, yeah. She was punched 125 times called a racial slur. Yeah. Um, how do you – I mean, this is, this happened in New York, and mm-hmm. I'm a bit upset because these are black men who are attacking – Asian women, and it's it, it, it makes us look really really bad. I mean, these are isolated incidences, but how do you well, feel? I mean, do you f- how do you I mean, do you feel safe? Do you not feel safe um, with what's going on?
1: Um, well, I mean, I've had an incident. myself. I mean, I what? have I I have had racial slurs thrown at me. Mm-hmm. I have had. Physical abuse, where I was just walking down the street and someone just slapped me. Obviously, you know. Are you
0: serious? Wow. Oh yeah, I've had wow. I've had
1: at least five attacks in my life.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm no stranger to that. So I'm very cautious about where I am and where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and of course, these thoughts are in the forefront of my mind. I mean, I just read what was it? it was something I read from um, that, the, that 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 that. 75% of Asian women in the United States have experienced some sort of slur, racial slur, wow. or um, abuse. Um, and so, of course, you know, I mean, it didn't help with uh, Trump calling uh, right. the kung fu. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, uh, well, the kung I mean, All and also it. the China virus. That was horrible. Yeah. That was absolutely horrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the thing is, it has risen, but these things have existed for a long time, just like... You know, when we hear about Black Lives Matter, um, sure. yep. it, when we hear about Floyd, it was that wasn't the first time? Yeah. Um, you know, Rodney King, even before that. There are many, many, many. Yeah, it's just I mean, that if when the news decides to highlight, and of course, sure, when people right. feel inflamed enough to go out and protest and what have you.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I really have not heard anything about Asian women being attacked until these last couple of years. Mm. As, I mean, it's good for you to tell me that, you know, it, it does happen. And I, when I think about abuse among a minority, I honestly think you know. It, well, I mean, black men. I mean, that's bad. I've even had you know a woman. Well, everyone sort of plays this you know whole. Well, let's
1: not just say black men because it's not just. Black
0: <laughs> no, no, no. but I mean women. I was right, about to say right. a coworker was saying you know black women are, are you know abused or the most misaligned you know minority. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone you know, and they're Latinos. It you is know, who not a contest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's
1: the the reality is that. There is a lot of awful things that happen in the world. Sure. But when those things happen, you also see a lot of wonderful people come in and band together. Yeah, yeah. And, unfortunately, that is life, as what is happening in Ukraine. And
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking out
1: about World War and- Three. Right. I
0: don't know. You know what's? It's like a brick in the air, and you don't know you, know. you know, people are like, okay, well, this is happening in the news. It's not really affecting me right now. Mm-hmm. Although I am in, in, uh, encouraged to see, like. Warnel Schwarzenegger, you know. Yeah, giving that was His impassioned wonderful. speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko, who was a mayor of one of the uh, cities in the Ukraine, you know, basically, you know, saying, I'm going to go out on the front line and fight. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what Putin thinks he's doing. I mean, there's going to be a coalition. I mean, if he wants to be the bad guy, you know, this is going back to, you know, um, thinkings that, you know, we've had these leaders in World War II and, you know, back mm-hmm. in those days. So. I don't know what the future is going to be, and um, I hope that Biden, you know, stays strong. I, I, you know, we're doing sanctions, but I kind of hope that we do a little bit more. But that's that, that's just me. Don't it eat like- don't
1: eat at Taco Bell or. Um- Ooh. What is a subway? Oh, I hadn't heard. There's like a little. There's like a. I was reading an article, but there's like a slew of American companies that are refusing to come out of Russia because they still make so much money from them. Oh, and for I was reading saying. it, and I was like, "Oh my God!" when is Taco Bell. Yeah. Once in a gray while, I have an urge to go to Taco Bell. Yeah, right. I've had that since I was in college. I still. Yeah. it. So now I'm like not going to Taco Bell. I'm
0: encouraged with McDonald's. I've heard that McDonald's is pulling, you know, yep. uh, their franchises out of uh, Russia. So oh, they, yeah. you know that's. And I'm mm. shocked that that happening happening with mcdonald's i figured they would be the last uh, to do something like that there have been a couple of other things so there's an int- and this ties in with a uh, theater mm. have you heard of emma Till, the opera this is a mm. uh john yep. jay college is doing it and I, I guess the controversy is it's a white director it was written by a white woman mm-hmm. i think it's taken from a white person's perspective right and it is. obviously the
2: main character is a white woman yes
0: yeah, and obviously you know that's uh, that's a third rail mm. in in this can- console culture. So oh, yeah. there's Change. dot org has a petition against uh, this. And I was thinking to myself, I remember when Steven Spielberg did, I think The Color Purple. Color Purple, yeah. And I'm like, you know, The Color Purple wasn't bad. I, I don't. Yeah. I wasn't offended that he would direct. You know, and it, it rang true. And it was Oprah Winfrey, and you had mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg. So. I totally understand. Uh, I don't know if it's something that, you know, that we have a hot take on. Is it bad or whatever? But, I mean, Emmett Till, if, if, if it's coming from a white person's perspective, I wouldn't even know why. Who is the target audience? I mean, how does this uplift black people by doing this? How does this uplift Emmett Till?
2: I, I, yeah, I don't know enough about the show. I've been hearing the controversy. Yeah. I'm not upset just just based on those facts. But I'm yeah. curious. Um because, yeah, what you're, what the play, what the musical opera does is yeah. it centers the white woman's experience.
0: And the white woman is the woman
2: who had accused him? No, of, no, oh, no. It's else. a teacher oh. who's going, oh, God, how do I feel about this and what do I do to respond to it? Hmm. Which is a valid perspective. Yeah. But then you should have called it something else. Right, because exactly. It's, it's not like, about Emmett Till. It's about, about her. Till, really, really right. Emmett
0: Till or really the black perspective is like the third person or, you know, a uh, side character. We really could have called not... it, Don't Be a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll just ask this, because I think I've asked this of Lily and other folks. I mean, especially, I'm sure you have played other minorities other than your uh, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's, you know, if you've had an issue with that or whatever, or if, let's say someone were to say, hey, we're going to do a... Um, a play it on a Japanese person, but we're not going to have a Japanese, you know, individual director or whatever. I mean, do you have a problem with it or uh, do you, does ethnicity or the, I guess the subject matter of ethnicity factor when you audition for, for pieces?
1: Sometimes it does. Um, well, when I, for example, when I auditioned for a flower drum song, I mean, the it's, the characters are around, it's around a Chinese family. It's not, Japanese, but we had mm-hmm. an entire Asian cast, but there were, you know, me, Japanese, some other Japanese. Yeah, Mara's Filipino. Filipino. Um, and, you know, uh, Lily told us, you know, this experience, she did address it. She said this experience that is affecting, is similar to all
0: yes. um, Asian
1: stories. So, you know, that's a different context. Yeah. Um, right now... Palo Alto Players is doing Allegiance. Mara is, Oh, yay! Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and Mara is playing... I think her name is Kei Kimura. I don't mm-hmm. really know as familiar but yeah, about that musical, but it is about the... Um,
2: internment. Internment. The Japanese internment. Yeah. Yes. Oh, interesting.
1: Um, and sh- I, Mara's going to do an amazing job. Um, again, right. many different nations. Yeah. Um, also, Lily had actually directed that show, um, Allegiance, at cctv before. Um, yeah, that, I remember.
0: I think we pumped that. Uh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. I just remember the name, Allegiance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: and I know uh, Lily. I think it depends also on the director. Like, um, I don't know. I wasn't on that show, but mm. I know the person who played. Um, I think Kay at the time was and Yumi Kobori. If oh, I'm interesting. In, and Mara was yes. also in the show. Yeah, played secondary character. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, like, I think certain directors. I can't speak for Lily because I was not in that show. Sure. If they have the option. Of, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a Japanese character, of course they would want to have a Japanese There's not always, there's not a lot of Japanese actors. <laughs> like very that. true, very true. <laughs> because because we're not excuse, really yeah. encouraged um, in our culture to. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about that with Keiko Carrera because she's also Japanese and I just worked with her at for the um, Nevermind. Here. Uh okay. She's directing that um, yeah. for the Bay Area um, Women's Theater Festival. I want to bring
0: her on here. Go ahead. You
1: should bring her because she's been working in the theater world here for so long. Yeah. She's all with the San for San Francisco Light. Put out the work Truth. for us. Oh yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure she'd love to come. But but to answer your question, you know, it all just depends on the context play. There has I I won't talk about the company, but there was a, there was uh, I was auditioning for a musical and they were they called me back for a character that was uh, usually played by an african-american mm-hmm. or a black yeah depends in, you know some people sure, sure sure and i was like uh <coughs> i don't feel comfortable playing that role <laughs> like i Whoa, don't even want to i mean cast- i i said i don't even no i wasn't cast i was uh, called yeah. back you
0: were called yeah, yeah. and, and i said asked you to, write or to read for the role
1: yeah and i had and i said um i'm willing to read for the i got called back for several roles and i said yeah but i don't want to do that role yeah you know mm-hmm. and so if i know for myself that it's a character that's like not an asian yeah then you know but like you know i when i did uh what did I just do, working at Palo Alto play. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the characters mm-hmm. uh, that I played was actually, it was written for a Filipino character. And mm-hmm. there was a, a a word that I had to say, I love you in mm-hmm. Filipino. And I was like, well, I want to be able to say that correctly. Yeah. Right. So things like Mahal that. Malakita, malakita. Oh, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to say that correctly. Yeah. So, you know, I asked someone, obviously, who knew how to speak, mm-hmm. you know, T- uh, Tagalog, how do you say that? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Um, that I wasn't as uncomfortable, mm-hmm. obviously. But if it's not an Asian American character, yeah, that's a different ethnicity. Outside, you know, well, sure. a minority. Then of course, yeah, I'm gonna have issue with that.
0: Yeah, if you're doing a Shakespeare role, then you know, then it's you can play whatever you want, or, or right. even.
1: Well, like oh, I did The Book of Will and I sure. did Elizabeth Condell, who in, histo- in history, she's a real character, is a white woman. Right. I didn't have a problem with that. I was like, yay, I get to play right. Elizabeth. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> I do get the feeling that there's some directors, for whatever reason, like we had Radhika Rao on. I don't know if you know Radhika.
1: I, I don't know her. I know of her. We did yeah. um, mm. We did the um, folktales around the yeah. world.
0: Yeah. But um, she's a doctor now. I mean, she, she is now officially yes. a doctor, which is wonderful. A
1: doctor of what?
0: Um, you know, she went to, I know that she went to, I want to say Harvard. Um, she may have gotten, I've, I've got to ask her. I don't even oh, want okay. to, um, mm-hmm. but I know that she, she, she is, she's a scholar. She really is a scholar. I but see. in any case, she talked about, she was asked to direct, was it to direct a, um, no, I think she was asked she was asked to direct a piece and it was basically an African American piece mm-hmm. and she inquired well why are you asking me who is a indian woman right t- there are plenty of uh, black directors out there yeah. mm-hmm. and she got the feeling from the producers that they were like well minorities is a minority so what's the big deal right and y- when you have that vibe that's you know that's already a bad foundation right. to have you can't just say you know like well it doesn't really matter it does matter
2: it's it's tricky um there was at ACT uh, Freestyle Love Supreme, mm-hmm. um, which oh, yeah. was a big uh, rap mm-hmm. show. I saw it. It was fantastic. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, Yay. it was great. <laughs> um, the spectrum of folks on that stage was was broad, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of white folk, which apparently some folks have issue with. But I happen to know some of these people. I know they've been doing not just this, but specifically this. For decades. It's part of where they grew up, how they grew up. It's part of who they are. It's, it is part of their personal cultural experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is what they are bringing to the stage. And so you, you know, I, you know, I. The meeting I had this morning, one of the things that came up is, it was uh, Eugene O'Neill Foundation mm-hmm. talking at about... at the barn. W- yeah, up at the barn. But what programming are we going to do? We're actually suspending programming this year mm. um, because there's going to be a big conversation about what is what are we doing, what should we be doing, how should we be doing it. And I got lots of thoughts about this, so you know it came up. But at one point I did say, as much as I worry about representation and under-representation... I also understand people's concerns about quota systems, and I feel the same way. Number one, I want to make art. I want to make good art. So I don't want something else to water down my art or distract from my art. On the other hand, I love putting, I'll I'll never forget um, being involved with the production where there was supposed to be a racist judge. Mm. It was set in Texas. Mm. supposed to be a racist judge. The director decided to cast a black man. Hmm. This was in the era of Clarence Thomas and Ward Connolly, if you oh, remember, sure. yeah, in California, Ward Connolly was pushing to get rid of affirmative action in the UC system. Oh, yeah. yeah, Black man doing that. <laughs> yeah. So the idea of a racist black man really kind of twisted the audience's mind. but if you were paying attention to the headlines of mm-hmm. the day, our minds were already being twisted by this, and our theater was just reflecting it. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. It's not about quota system. It's about, if I give you just an old white man, racist white man, you kind of check out as an audience. Sure. Oh, yeah. Check, check the it. box. And, and you're done. Yeah. But when you give me something else, give me a woman in that position, and suddenly I'm going to be like, damn, she's doing that too? Wow. Now yeah. I've created a response in my audience.
0: Yeah. And you raise another um, uh, uh, thing of discussion. Immediately when you mentioned that, remember John Singleton's Boys in the Hood? There's a wonderful scene where Cuba Gooding's character is being roughed up by a cop, Mm -hmm. and he's roughed up by a black cop. Yeah. And the subtext was, hey, I'm more blue than black, and I need to show my other cops that I'm I'm okay. So I'm going to F up this black boy. And, of course, Cuba's character... Just goes crazy. I mean, he just, and he, you know, he wants to be angry, but he can't against this cop. Right. And so you're absolutely right. You know, having a black judge who is all Republican all the way. Yeah. A la Clarence Thomas, a la yeah. uh, who's, who's the, um, oh, the dude who was on the Trump administration. Oh, um, um, um
2: Dr. Yes. Uh, ben
0: Carson. <laughs> ben Carson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you have those, and it does yep. raise up that conversation, and it, and it puts a different perspective in a play where it could have been very, very cliché. So It keeps right. it from
2: being simplistic black and white and turns it into a complex story. Yes. Which, Which is, is a what true you need. reflection of life. Yep. Right. Nothing exactly.
0: Black right. black and white. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, as we were mentioned, um, Asian American violence Karen Fuku- Fukuhara, I don't know if you know who, she, know is. who she is. She's in she's been in The Boys suicide squad. She's a um a big up and coming Asian American actress. Mm. She was attacked on Wednesday, so it's 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 Well re- that yeah. you
2: open the subject by saying that you felt like it was i forget what you how you characterized it um but i don't like the whole lone you know It's oh, I- uh,
0: isolated I- it I- is i'm probably so not. not right yeah
2: it is not and not only is it not isolated what i hate about it is as soon as we say let's stop hate you know they say stop asian hate and i'm like no no no, you got that backwards stop hating asians stop the hate and yeah. targeting asians but it's not There's a whole—that's why all these other things that are happening are happening, too. These are all connected. So let's say, wow, let's take care of our community by taking care of our Asian community because that's where the attack is going. But recognize that's us. That is our community being attacked.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I bring that up because I was raised—I mean, I can understand. It's sad to say— you know if you were walking if you were 5 blocks away i know that you're black right. because i could see it yep um i've never really understood like i've i've asked you know my jewish friends you know like what is the whole thing about the pogroms back in you know the turn of the century and even prior to that because Mm -hmm. i didn't understand that and then they get into the whole well you know i guess we killed jesus christ and that whole thing you know um and other things that go on but i never understood violence against asian americans i mean Mm. it's not something that i grew up or even was talked about in washington dc in the chocolate city well although Mm -hmm. we hardly would see any asian americans so
1: well, I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, I think one of the problems with um, sometimes also um, that's associated with Asian American hate is the whole terrible model minority myth. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, mm-hmm. look at the, you know, when they 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 pit us against each other. Whenever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look you know, look at the Asian American community. They pulled themselves out. You know, they're like mm-hmm. having you know stores, and oftentimes a lot of those stores are they're in, you know, the immigrants they, are yeah. in. Um, like in Los Angeles, so when I used to live in Los Angeles, sure. in like Compton, or yeah. they're in the, you know, yeah. Yeah. low, used to low, be, level community. yeah, we, we well, from black North American stores. community because yeah. that's where they're able to afford to open a store. And right. then there's tension also right. in that community, which is what happened during the whole Rodney King, yeah, yeah. And it's on both sides, you know, but also, like, like I said, nothing is black and white, but yeah, but that's this history of this model minority myth, it hurts the Asian American community as well, mm-hmm. but it hurts also other minorities. Yeah, it hurts minority all of us. Com- yeah. Well, all of us. Yeah, yeah,
0: these cliches, you know, like, you know, all Asians are wonderful or great in math. Or, <laughs> or, oh, yeah. no,
1: I'm not. <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought it was basketball. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs>
0: Or you know the you know the one year anniversary of the spa thing. I mean you know just the the sexualization of Asian Asian that was
2: horrible. Yeah, it's horrible,
0: absolutely horrible. The way
2: that narrative got quickly reduced and dismissed and then gone.
0: Right. So, okay, to lighten the mood. I read an article this week that the U.S. dollar may become a digital currency that we may totally be rid of the physical dollar. I don't know how we wow. feel about that. <laughs> well,
1: I haven't read that. Well, I'm
0: old. Yeah, that eyes. it became. It may become. You know, I mean, it's something that the U.S. Treasury is experimenting with. Um, they've talked to other agencies uh, in other countries to see how it works and you know how, um, you know what the pitfalls are and all that sort of stuff. Do is somebody need, do- doing it yet? I don't know if there's a soft run or a soft trial or whatever they
2: call it. No, I I mean, in other countries. Is there some country that's doing it? I think the EU is experimenting uh, with it.
0: Do we need physical money? That's that's question.
2: We don't need money. Well, I
1: haven't uh, used physical money in, like, the last two years. <laughs> of so mm, COVID. Yeah, Everything yeah. is done with the credit card. Now you can just do the – the app. like, one day, mm-hmm. I forgot my credit card, mm-hmm. and I thought I couldn't pay for something, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have Apple Pay.
0: That's right, your phone. And I had
1: to learn how to use it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, look, you can use it. Which is actually – I'm not sure it was a good idea <laughs> because mm-hmm. now you're like, I can always spend money on it. Right. <laughs> no. <I> just, <laughs> as long as you pay it off if As long as you pay isn't... it off. It makes – well, I see, having, having you have access to currency so huh? easy. is not always a good thing right right
0: exactly Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know if we need physical i mean the only person that i pay physically like with real money Mm -hmm. is my barber who Uh, has uh. done an excellent job uh for the last 20 years
2: i I think it's a this is a cautionary tale if you get old, stuff that you just accepted as as real as air and water is going to go away (laughs) and you're like what no more air how can we live without air like do you write checks
1: Uh, occasionally, but actually it's so funny when Norman said that, the first thing I thought about was I'm from that age where I was like, I remember when I had my first Atari computer and I had that fast, uh, what do you call it? Tape. You know, mm. drive, and, you then a, you the an yeah, and then it was the floppy computer. Right, yeah, then right, it was yeah, the floppy drive, and then it was yep. the the little three point. You know, I remember the small <laughs> yep, drive, yep, yep, and then yep. that went away. And then was a CD, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I live in I think our our age. Gen-
0: we're in Generation X. Well, you're gen- I, now this Generation Jones, Jones, Jones. apparently.
2: <laughs> but I'm, I'm not embracing it. Yep.
1: Where we live in a time where there's so many changes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, sure. we grew up with a landline, mm-hmm. and now we've got an iPhone. Yeah, the right. younger generation—they don't even. My son doesn't know what a landline was. We were at a motel; he saw a phone connected to the wall. And he's like, "Mama, what's this?" I said, "That's a phone." And he's like, carrying it around. He's like, he's like "I don't understand. How do you carry this around?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was busted up laughing because has you know, a different generation. Yeah,
0: I remember being at stiff and uh, one of the props was a—you know—one of those right. uh, hard phones. I mean, yep. landline phones. A real phone. Yeah, a real phone. <laughs> And I asked, because I, I immediately recognized that I was the oldest person doing right. this. We was, it was Stories High. Uh, I'm looking at the poster, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And I asked the cast, have you guys ever used one of these before? And none of them did. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I am getting really real. Yeah, we, you and yeah. I, we're the generation. Well, we've seen the history of yeah, the not I mean, like I remember when I started yeah.
1: college at UCLA, we used to stand in line to roll for class. And then it was right. telephone enrollment, and that was a big deal. Then I was on campus when the first internet came. Mm -hmm. So my generation was a generation of, like, very quick change. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The adapting generation. (laughs) Fast change.
2: Sure. Well, I'm getting tired of adapting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I look up and I see Pete's picture on the poster. Yeah. Pete and I just did um, the um, standardized patient thing at UCSF Medical. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh, Pete. In fact, I have to get you a copy of, have I gotten you a copy of Compared to What? Oh, no,
0: the Judith Opera piece. Yeah, I have uh, to get please, you a copy of it. Please Yeah.
2: Because um, auditions are coming up next month. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's just weird. The uh, invoice came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's where we're at in the world, because email is not standardized, or email communication is not standardized. So I get an email saying, oh, you're about to get an invoice. Look for it. Then I get the invoice. I fill out the invoice, and it says, great. Now that you've filled out the invoice, you need to turn that into a document and upload it to this other website. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And, oops, and oops, here's, oops. And here's the um, instructions on how you do that. And I'm, I open up that website, and I looked at all these little boxes and things. And I said, like, what the hell? So I go back, and it says, yeah, don't change these things. Just fill out the, you know, highlighted. Just fill yeah. out these boxes. I go through the whole process, get my form attached, it me. says save. I hit save. Nothing happens. So I look back to the instructions again. Hit save and preview. So I hit save and preview. <laughs> and now it says if you need to edit anything go ahead and edit it, but if not you can send it. So I'm like okay. And and on the example, mm-hmm. the send button is at the bottom of the page. On the website, the SIM button's at the top of the page. So I'm trying to scroll, going, where's the button? Where's the button? Oh, goodness. I
1: went through exactly the same thing Norman's talking about, where um, now, like, working with different companies, Mm -hmm. um, when you fill out all your forms, Yeah. Okay, you have like certain companies do through QuickBooks, other companies right. do it through this oh, other program. yeah, I can I mean, It's not even Vimeo; it's called Zeller. I don't know some other. Oh, Zell, I've heard of Zell. Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, I don't do Zell, and it was just like I spent so much time mm-hmm. just uploading it to their program, right? To yeah. To uploading a PDF, I was like, boy, this is a pain in the butt just to get what fifteen dollars. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, and you know the, these temp <laughs> I'm things. I mean, and and it's just. You know, like, Google. Like, you know how I'm anti-Google, and every time I uh, join an organization or, let's say, do a reading or mm-hmm. whatever, it's like, okay, so download it from Google Docs. That's right. Like, you know, I mean, Playground SF. I mean, listen, sure. Jim Kleiman, wonderful right. group, wonderful organization. Google oh, Docs Oh, yeah, congratulations. Crazy. Oh, thank you. Reg's
2: show is going to be in Monday night. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be... Congratulations. I finally got through. You're <laughs> I, all
0: funny. I, I'm, one in, I'm one in five. One in five.
2: Okay. <laughs> that's okay. There, there's
0: some that are zero and six, I, that, so... That's okay. totally... I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. So, yes, thank you very much. But, yeah, Google Docs. I mean, that just drives you crazy, so... And I just went through the whole COVID thing, like, you know, like, make sure that, you know, you check this off and check this off, so... Um, so, a year ago... We haven't done this in a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had this person on
1: if it yeah if it's
2: a train you know oh. it's
1: interesting because leading up to it i was one of those people who would never have thought that that would come to pass she in 2016 mm. and and the day that i found out he was actually going to be with us for the next four years i cried and i told my stepgirls who are white by the way mm. i said this by no means means that this man represents who we are no, just I know idea. that
0: i have no idea that was Demaris Devito. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She was. She is a. She came from New York. Uh right. She's here. She's doing wonderful things. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, but yeah, she talked about just being in a mixed because uh, she married a uh, a white guy and. Mm-hmm. They have children who are mixed and, you know, when Trump is elected, that was the conversation she had. So yeah, she, that was a year ago. Mm. And uh, she was in, um, well, you did the reading for uh, my piece, uh, Judicial Process, when we actually did it Uh with a much refined script. I wish you had that more refined script, but in any case, uh, Damaris played the maid and uh, and she was also in, um, I worked with her, Dragon Eggs. Okay. Yeah. So she's, she's doing fantastic. This is two years ago. Okay. Thing. I mean, yeah. it was so powerful for me to take what I had gone through and put it into a scene. Yes. And then the feedback, getting positive feedback for that scene, right. was almost like getting confirmation of my healing right. yes, through that yes. trauma. And right. it was just so crazy. And. Um, yeah, I just I think that I that's always been part of why I love it because it for me it does feel a lot like therapy. It's like accessing something and oh, and, and working paper, through it
1: uh, in a positive way, yeah. rather than the way that we tend to process trauma, which is to look back and stress out about it and then turn it into negative habits.
0: Right. So that was Amanda Bailey, and she was okay. talking two years ago. As a matter of fact, just before, matter of fact, that was our last live. Uh, oh, interview uh-huh. before COVID hit, yeah. and everything got mm-hmm. shut down. And she was directing Tiny Beautiful Things, which you were oh, right. almost going to be a part of, not of that one,
1: not that one, but but
0: another one. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how we were. I, w- the conversation was how has acting helped her heal, right, her past uh, issues and things like that. So mm-hmm. she was very very open in talking about that. <laughs> Three years ago, I think we're all going to figure this person out. I saw him. Yeah, and it's crazy that,
2: and that was probably. Quoting a Chris Tucker line was one of the only instances my parents ever allowed me to curse. (laughs) Just because I did it so well. And, you know, when I, and again, that's what brought to my father was like, I want to do what he's doing. I want to be an actor. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, Chris Tucker is a comedian. Are you sure you just don't want to be a comedian? Like, no, I don't want to be a comedian. I want to be an actor. I want to do what he's doing. And -hmm. it was just that long correlation. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: that is, and he's been all over the place, Terrence Smith. Ah, oh, great voice. <laughs> great voice, and uh, he has been just, uh, he's, he's been all over the place. As a matter of fact, there's one show, uh, hold on, let me see if I can scroll and find it. Uh, is it
2: the animated thing?
0: No, um boy my 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 eyesight is <laughs> i'm trying to strange you, you to could see probably it.
2: just do a quick search terrence and find it
0: yeah but i then i have to reach over um i'll, uh, I'll get to a little bit later on but mm-hmm. he is uh, he's doing a show right now uh uh-huh. huh time and time again no um i'll get to. oh there it is agent august is that august
2: Oh, Terrence Smith is in August, Osage County. Yeah, San Jose Stage. Stage. Oh, he's at San
0: Jose Sage. It's great. Yeah, exactly. So he's doing some fantastic things. I've got two more clips. Okay.
1: So the whole Kavanaugh, I was just mad. I was just so mad. I was just walking away, just like, just wanting to punch someone, you know, or punch things. And then I would have, like, walking down the street and have a guy whistle at me. And I was at a bus stop, and a guy whistled at me. And I was mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like, are you not aware of, like, the yeah. – this is not the t- – time. you need to support your women. You need mm-hmm. to be listening to your women. You need yeah. to um, ask them, you know. Um, it did open up conversations with me and some girlfriends of their experiences, my experiences. Oh, sure. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, it got the topic.
0: Yeah, there you go. So that was Anna Joham.
1: Oh, and uh okay. she
0: um w- uh she let's see, I, I acted with her um the musical, um F- Candide. Oh, one nice. of the singer and she talked uh-huh. about her experiences. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when she was on the yay, she talked about how her mother was um I guess ostracized in the church. And we mm-hmm. got a into a conversation about, you know, just how there is a sexism in the church and all that sort of stuff, and we mm-hmm. got into the bread comment thing and all that sort of stuff, and uh, the last, the last one, and I think hopefully we'll get this.
2: I kind of remember this conversation. I don't remember who this is. Yeah. And he talks about
0: when he was in school, he had to choose between doing something that he has right. always been doing, wrestling. Right. But also acting. And it was really touching that the father, and you would think that yeah. the father figures like, you know, do the manly thing. Mm-hmm. He, he says, says hey, Take care of your health and also do the thing that you are passionate about, right? Theater. That was Nick Mandrakia. Nick, yay. And uh, Nick has been doing all sorts of wonderful things, fantastic singer and fantastic actor. Yay, yay. And that was uh, 2017. So we've had, I mean, we're in mm-hmm. our sixth year. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lordy. Now, now let's talk about you. I mean, uh, so Echo. Mm-hmm. You've done so many, I mean, are you, are you shocked? Because when you first began, you were talking, I was listening to our the episode 120, mm-hmm. and you were talking about, you know, like thinking about being equity, and you were trying to get into San, San, in, uh, San Francisco stage, I think, um, SF Playhouse. And you were like, oh, I'll probably never, ever do that. Um, I remember that. Also, one, of, one well, I'm not going to get into that. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. But are you surprised with how your career has grown? Since 2019. Because you've done a bunch of stuff.
1: That's so funny that you're asking me that. Only because I realize. I've never thought about that at all. <laughs> now that you're asking me to think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even. Th- My career has been so short. Uh, it has. Because you know. I just started. Seriously trying to. Pursue acting in 2019. And right. Like, oh. right? Well, this and is then, just
0: when we, uh, when we did the interview.
1: Yeah. And then I was so excited because I was supposed to do my first um, equity production show with Rin Shakespeare, mm-hmm. which I also then didn't think I'd ever get, but I got a small part. Princess yeah. Francis and Juliet. But then it was canceled by COVID. Mm-hmm. And so... During then, I was like, "Oh my God, my career is over!" Like <laughs> all the theaters have shut down. I'm mm-hmm. sure all actors yeah. were like, "What are we gonna do?" And suddenly, then I switched to Zoom, and it was like all the Zoom performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I have not thought about it as breath because my work is so short. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more just I want to keep working. Yeah. And what do I need to do to keep working and get get better at my craft? So yeah. I don't I don't think of it as like Oh my God! I was surprised. It was just more. I'm just so busy trying to get better at my craft. Yes. And, you know, I also want to say this though, I have thought about this. Um I am very aware that whatever work I've done, mm-hmm. I have not gotten here on my own.
0: Oh of course, yeah. Um mm-hmm. I've only
1: gotten there because even there are people who are working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of uh, people and actors themselves who um, got more involved in EDI and inclusion, mm-hmm. and who are working behind the scenes to try to have even not just the Bay Area theater scene, but really open up to um, you know more inclusion and diversity. Like, yes. what does it mean when a theater says says Hey, we want to have more diversity? You know, what do they mean by that? How are they actually implementing yeah. that? You know, mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. So, but to answer your question, to be more focused, I guess. What I would say is I'm just aware and grateful to people who have recommended me. Like, for example, like the way I connected with you was because of Lily Tung Crystal. Yeah, that's right. So I feel like a lot of the work that I even had the opportunity to even audition for, mm-hmm. it's not that I haven't put my work out there and like put myself, obviously initially no one knew who I was. And so I was like putting myself out there and auditioning. Mm-hmm. But also... When I have done work, you know, people have been kind and have referred me to other people. Yeah, That and kind of a thing. Yeah, it's a community.
0: Yeah. And I totally get what you're saying. You know, as far, I mean, like, we don't want to, you know, one of the things about affirmative action, you know, like in the real world is, hey, did I earn this part or mm-hmm. did I earn what I have right now? I don't think there's any theater company that would be dumb enough to hire someone simply because of their race or whatever. No. And they're not talented enough. What because... are you talking
2: about? <laughs> that happens all the time. Oh, really?
0: Oh. Do you see oh, real really? bad talent oh, on yes. stage?
1: <laughs> I have not personally not have seen that. Oh yeah. Um, I don't like to think that any like, you know, that's like affirmative action when like um, when I told someone where I was where, not I was just having a discussion about affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, there is a lot of misunderstanding. You know, we no longer have affirmative action in UC schools, for example. Right. Exactly. But when I went to UCLA, I was under the affirmative action program, and there was a lot of um, misconception that oh, I got into UCLA because I didn't have the GPA, right. or it was just because I was in affirmative action. Mm. Well, I just want to clarify that right now. Normally, Japanese American students wouldn't be under affirmative action because right. we're not normally part of the minority that is like um, what they determine is having sure. as many issues as like maybe someone from who's a different um, mm-hmm. Asian American generation. But I just want to clarify my own um, thing. The only reason I got under affirmative action was because affirmative action also included, believe it or not, white students mm-hmm. who were the first in their family to go to college. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I went to what was at the time going to a very small high school in mm-hmm. the middle of, Kern County mm. not the first and the first of my family go college yeah. I was in the top of my class I was senior class president I was, I was taking summer classes at UC Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and so it's not like I couldn't have got into UC's but right. they did come out and outreach and helped me Made me realize, because my parents didn't go to college, like, well, if you want to get in, you're going to have to write a letter of, like, a statement about yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, guide you in doing that because other people who've gone to college previously, their parents can help them doing that because they have that experience. Right, exactly. So there's always this idea of, like, um, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear what Norman is talking about when he says that, but I'm under the belief that, sure, at the end of the day, um, the person who's done the best uh, job should get the role, yeah, but there also is idea of the not color blind casting but color conscious casting
0: mm-hmm. well yeah you know if that dominates over quality I, th- I think we have enough quality actors quality talent here in the Bay Area mm-hmm. where you don't have to go through that you don't have to just grab some arbitrary black or Asian or Latino person
2: well it's yeah the issue isn't whether or not the talent is out there even though that's what people say that's where the narrative gets pushed that's what I don't like about it Um, Affirmative action, like you said, was actually designed to try and help the whole community, Mm -hmm. people that they felt needed better representation. And it gets marginalized and talked about. So that we're talking about a woman who is the most qualified person for the Supreme Court we've had in uh, forever. That's right. And they're trying to claim that it's affirmative action. It's a ridiculous notion. No, you... I... I don't know if you're part of, there's Theater Folks of Color. It's one of the Facebook oh, I've pages. Seen it. Yeah. So this just came up this week. Um, and a playwright that I know teaches playwriting. So one of her students just got in touch with her and told her their play had been dropped from a festival, showed the letter. Um, dropped from the festival because. Of the racially specific casting that you request in the show, we found that even after a couple of months, we could not find people.
0: Hmm.
2: So we're having to drop your show, a black man, a black woman, and a Latina in Orange County. They couldn't find a black man, a black woman, and a Latina. Well, they That's what trying. they're claiming. Yeah. Whoa. But that's the issue. Yeah. That is where the issue is with this. And that's the thing. That's what's going on with this whole movement towards diversity, equity, inclusivity, is to say, we don't need to target you as racist. You don't have to have a friggin, you know, Ku Klux Klan robe in your window and and the Confederate flag up on your wall. Mm-hmm. Um you you don't need all that for us to prove that you are not doing a good enough job. Yeah. And so the conversation has been flipped. Mm-hmm. You need to be doing this. Period. You need to be doing this. Yeah. And that's where we're at now, where we're saying, you need to be doing this. There are plenty of talented people. Exactly. If you know where to look. But recognize also that if your theater has been a little white theater company forever, hmm All the people of color already know, oh, I'll never get a job there, so they don't even... You could put up audition notices all over the place. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm just agreeing to what you're saying. Yeah. It's so true.
2: Uh, So nobody's going to look. And I've said it to a number of theater companies. If I could drive by your theater every day... If all I see is white show white show white show white show when you finally then, then, do another yeah, show right, exactly. I'm not even going to see it even though I drive it by it every day cuz I already know <coughs> you don't do
0: that Exactly and it's laziness I mean I'll just yeah. say it right right it out is. I mean it, you know if you want to At say best. Yeah we want to be racially ex- exclusive I mean we want to be uh, inclusive mm. Well, you're going to have to, I mean, whoever the casting director is or the producer or whoever it is, you need to go out in these communities and find it. Like, I remember, I go go back to when we did... You need to
2: go tell them that you are no longer the theater company that just does white theater. Right. That you are making an effort to do something new. Mm -hmm. You need to go tell them that. Right, exactly.
1: And that's what I just want to say to add in there. That's what affirmative action is. It's not getting people who aren't qualified to get into the UC schools. There are many talented Mm -hmm. young students of color but may not have access or may have thought, well, they'll never accept me. That's yep. a that's a white school. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Affirmative exactly action right. is when you send someone out from the community and say, "Hey, we want you. Right. There is a place for you. Yep. We recognize your gifts. Please mm-hmm. come.
0: Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what
1: affirmative action is. Oh, I mean, yeah. I
0: believe I was I I believe that I was a product. I'll never really know, and not that I really care. Well, when I got into NYU, I may have been a product of, of affirmative action. You know, we had there was a representative who came from a, a bunch of different schools sure. to ask for our tapes for auditions and things yeah. like that. And none of us kids in, the, in D.C. and in, in the city right. thought, wow, I can really venture out. I mean, a vast right. majority of right. us went to Howard University because yeah. it was just a stone throw away. Yep. But we were like, hey, I can do that. Yep. And so I'm going to pursue it. So yep. And I've always felt, even if you did get in via affirmative action, what are you going to get out of it? Are you going to graduate? Are you going to, you know. You know,
1: this is interesting. Yes. So the affirmative, I can't speak for all affirmative action programs, sure. but the affirmative action program of the UC schools when I came in mm-hmm. was amazingly interesting, meaning it wasn't just about getting those studi- students in. So we were mm-hmm. brought in um, the summer before we would actually start orientation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they were giving us these speeches where people from um, leaders of the community, of people mm-hmm. of color, would come in and tell us these dire statistics where they, okay, welcome to UCLA, but do you realize that most of you may not graduate? You oh. know, mm-hmm. and actually teaching us um they wanted it wasn't just about us getting into ucla yeah they were training us and grooming us to Mm -hmm. say you know those uh departments that we have at the uc schools like the african-american studies Mm -hmm. or the asian they didn't come because of the people in the uc right like board the students fought for it Ah. so you coming in as a firm action student you, if you want these kinds of programs, mm-hmm. you're going to have to continually fight for them. And they actually trained us, you know, yeah. wow. to become awesome. activists. And, well, you say it's awesome, but as a freshman coming 18, I was all like, I just want to go to school. Right. I just want to be like everybody <laughs> right. else. Right, yeah. What are they doing? they the first telling me, like, I may not graduate. Yeah. And now they want me to be an activist. It was a yeah. lot for an 18-year-old to handle. Well, sure, is, sure, but sure, sure, But... But they're
0: telling you what
1: the struggle was. Go ahead. But the struggle was, so my freshman year, I was very, like, not involved in any of that. Yeah. But by the second, I started seeing what they were talking about. Yeah. And that's when I got involved with the Asian Pacific Coalition. I did become a student Mm. activist. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, like, maybe, like, a direct correlation where I can say it was, like, step one, two, B, or three. But they made me aware. Yeah. They opened my eyes. Right? And what's
2: happening now is the opposite.
1: Well, no, now they want to take away... Right. They want to take away... Um, they're, they're banning books.
2: Yep. They Ooh, want yeah. to
1: take away um, critical... uh the grace grace theory. theory. Yep. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me?
2: The banning mouse. Yeah. Which doesn't even exist in anything but law schools, but... Okay. No, but I mean,
1: like, how can you do that? Like, when I was in high school, right, going to, as a student center, yeah. I'm like, one of my favorite subjects was American history. And I sure. became an mm-hmm. American citizen. My parents are immigrants, right? They worked hard. Mm-hmm. And I believed in the American dream. And then one day, I was you know, I, I was at a, a community college looking at some history books and I came across the internment of the Japanese American, and I was like, wait a minute, I was never taught this. Um, I never knew about, because yeah. my family immigrated, wasn't, our family wasn't sure, a part sure. of that. But I was like, oh my God, they never taught this in school. And I thought, this is a crime, right? That yeah, they're they're exactly. teaching us American history. And yep. then when you go into college and you take like, ethnic studies, mm-hmm. you learn about all the crimes, not just against that's Asian right. Americans, yeah. but Native Americans. Oh, yes. And you you realize there is an entire history mm-hmm. that you have not been taught. You also learn that history is written, mm-hmm. and that right. history is shaped, yep. and the terms and the words and the things that you use is, is, is about power and exclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you learn, and they want to get rid of all that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and what I was saying is, so uh, some of it, is so different now for students they're not getting that sort of indoctrination but that that wake-up call and the gap that is left for that eager young person who doesn't know how to do this and doesn't they want more information what they're hearing my stepson is hearing the opposite you shouldn't have to worry about all that you shouldn't have to do all that that's just ridiculous you should be able to get in on your merits and he's spouting this stuff now and I'm like wow, do you not understand that this is the first step towards them excluding people again? You don't, and he doesn't. He just doesn't get it.
1: Yeah, like, for example, like, I didn't know about Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of the United States. Sure. Why Why is that then only taught if you're lucky enough to have gone into college, Yeah. maybe a liberal arts education? Yep. Yeah. Why is that not being taught in high schools? Yeah, exactly. Such? I mean, entire history being erased. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've,
0: I've talked nauseum about how, because I love American history as well, and I had to learn Outside of the you know the school system, right? That you know the third the thirteenth president, uh, Millard Fillmore. You know the mm-hmm. fugitive slave act, which you know mm-hmm. in in doctrine, you know a bunch of white folks to be deputized to capture black people, even if they're not runaway slaves.
2: And so um, now Texas is using that for yeah. the abortion thing, yeah. And um, and now they're talking about it for trans, and mm-hmm. other states are doing it as well to say we're going to empower. Regular citizens to go out and police the streets. Yeah, and I'm not, I mean, you know,
0: I, I would love to hear, you know, what your comments are about, you know, just, just an attack on women. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the history, and yeah, I suppose the excuse is, well, we're not going to give you an in depth. Thing, you know, we're not going to get deep into history. We'll just give you. I remember being a kid in like elementary school and even junior high school because we mm-hmm. would see these pictures of the presidents. These are right. important people. Mm-hmm. Franklin Pierce, the 14th right. president, right? Who was a drunk, by the right. way. Right, right, right. <laughs> Kansas Nebraska Act. He,
2: you know, right. he was horrible.
0: But you know, all, there were all sorts of things he going on. He was
2: grieving, man. Of course, him slack. grieving his son. He was, yeah, yes.
0: yeah. But in any case, I would ask and his wife questions. who
2: was hateful about that. Oh yes, 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 yes. See,
0: and I would ask questions as as a kid, like, well, okay, so how did, okay, so if, if there was the 13th Amendment, then how did Jim Crow happen? It's like, Reg, it's not in the curriculum. You're interrupting me. I got to finish our, what's on the piece of paper here. Mm. And that's the problem. Yep. And, and critical race theory for individuals, activists saying, hey, listen, kids need to know, Mm -hmm. Asian kids, you know, Latino kids.
1: Yeah. Like for example, like
0: Native Americans kids. I,
1: my son is so lucky, you know. Being a student in the Bay Area, he goes to a public Montessori school, mm-hmm. and I was he was I was helping him with the book report. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the book, but I was really impressed with the school because his uh, he was writing a book report, and it was about a little black girl, mm-hmm. and it was a, a book about she's the main protagonist, and the racism she's experiencing because mm. her family has moved to, into like an all white school. Yeah, mm. and I'm like, he's 13 years old, and he's reading about this. Right that's what all kids should be reading. Yeah. They all should have exposure. Yeah. Not just because it's about a black girl, but that in America...
2: Our system. system yeah.
1: We've had a mm. racist system. And to just sort of like... Have kids understand because to like, even that's what, let's link it to theater. That's what theater is about. It's about mm-hmm. creating empathy and compassion and understanding mm-hmm. yeah. these kinds of plays that happen in our society mm-hmm. that oftentimes people, when done in a scholastic effort, whatever will be like at school, like, oh, I don't want to hear about that or what have you. Mm-hmm. But they'll they'll go and see a play. Right, mm-hmm. you know, and they yep. might be they might be more open hearted and surprised and think, oh, I've never thought about yeah. this before. They can see it from the point of the character.
0: Exactly, it's to step out of the box. Yeah, one one play that we did in, in high school was because I didn't know anything about apartheid South Africa. We had sure. seen from Soweto. Uh-huh. and we learned about how you know if a black man dated a white woman that you know that he could get killed yeah and oh, yeah. that they were still holding cards you know like you know are you oh, right your here? id cards yeah your id card yep. in the 80s and i'm like wow this is really happening this is still happening still yeah. happening in south yeah. in south africa that was in the 80s so that's the job to be done with education and also with theater so, And on,
2: on the flip side yeah because <laughs> this came up recently too um because again, I, you know, we can take on these marginalized identities because that's it's real; it's part of who we are, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you, I don't want to ask people to erase that. But when you start saying we only want the people who are open to what we're doing, you miss beautiful opportunities. Like what happened? What was it? Five years ago now, um, or a little more than that, when the vice president elect went to see Hamilton. Ah, Pence. Mm. Pence That's right. went to see Hamilton. And at the end of the show, after the curtain call, one of the actors stepped forward and said, thank you, thank you all for coming. We have a special guest in the house. Our you know, vice president-elect is here. And started to boo. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And all I want you to remember is us. Remember us. Remember that we're part of it, and I hope that you will represent all of us.
0: Exactly. Not just your constituency, but all of us. But exactly. you got
2: to get him in the theater. Yes. So Mike Pence heard there was this hot <clears throat> show, something about American history, mm-hmm. hip hop, and he went. You got to get him in. You can't be so exclusive that you're telling, oh, we don't, we don't, you know, because whether or not Mike Pence knows it, somehow some of that got stuck in him. It did. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you would think so. You would hope that yeah. you know, there's
0: something. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. You can't have segregated theater. You can't have segregated actors, and you can't, can't right. have a segregated mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be, you know, open. Uh, getting back to you, Echo, and let me know if we're running out of time. I mean, we, we're having we a of We should probably wrap, yeah. <laughs> but, That's um, up to you, right? <laughs> do, do, you, do you feel that you are, uh, because, you know, um, I feel like you're like a ball that, you know, once you've dropped it, you know, it's like a roll. you've gone straight down the hill as far as just accumulating all sorts of, you know, uh, roles and and having um, companies call you to say, hey, I want you to audition for this or whatever. Do you feel you want to um, do you feel you're, I don't know, big fish in a small pond? Do you want to go out to L.A. or or I guess back to because you did live in L.A. before, didn't you?
1: Yeah, which I lived in L.A. for 16 years, and during that entire time, never wanted to be an actor. Oh, <laughs> I really? I never that's had funny. a thought of it. No, yeah. I knew actors, and they would tell me their stories, and I'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> but, um, I mean, do you have a, cha-
0: a change of thought um, now, uh, or do you want to go to New York, or do you – I mean, do you see yourself growing um, as an artist where you want to do other things?
1: Um – I do have a particular vision of the kind of work I want to do, um. and I'm grateful for the – it's not so much about where I'm going to do it. It's just the kind of work that I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I – like, for example, I've been very lucky. And, like, for example, I'm going to do Steel Magnolias. Love that play. Nice. Know about that play. And I'm playing Malin Eatonton, was played in the movie by Sally Fields. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, this is a group of Southern women. And, you know, there was a, in the movie version, there was also an entire black cast that then, did you know that there was a black cast movie version I didn't, where. Susan um, Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, God, what was her name? Um, Queen Latifah. Okay. played the Malin character. But okay. they did an entire black cast. I just recently saw that as well. I was just kind of comparing the two. Yeah. But yeah. what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, um, You know, it's funny because doing research of the show, um, people probably forget or maybe don't realize that there are an entire race of Asian people who live in the South who have a Southern accent. Mm -hmm. It's fun to listen to them (laughs) talk because they have had generations, generations of family there. And you're like, you know, you see them as Asians and then you have this sort of like stereotype of what they're going to sound like and they open their mouth and they're very much as norman said part of the culture oh, yeah. it's about where it's not just the color of your skin yeah it's about where you were raised like for example yeah. when i was raised in kern county my mom owned a mexican bar oh interesting and mm-hmm. she served uh menudo she learned to make menudo whatever so i grew up eating <laughs> menudo <laughs> that's funny, and yes. tamales like that's a part of my culture oh, nice. like of mm-hmm. the food anyway yeah yeah um and because of that, I, you know, just because of living there, we're the only Asian family for 10 years. Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of my friends were have you were of, you know, Latino Hispanic culture. And so I'm more familiar with that culture mm-hmm. in some ways than my own. Culture, you know, oh, interesting, it's yeah. True. You know, yeah, so yeah. It, what I'm just pointing out to that, it's not just your skin color, it's right. where exactly. you were raised. Exactly, oh, yeah. right? it is right? very much, very right? much. Right? I yeah. mean, you could be Japanese and raised in Peru. Yeah. You're going to be more having well, common We've had know? Deb
0: Carragher on, and Deb Carragher is Filipino, but she grew up in uh, Lubbock, not Lubbock, but. um. She went to Baylor, but she went to Texas. Oh, She's uh-huh. a Texas Texas woman all the way. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So all I'm saying is that when I think about my work, you know, I mean, there's a lot of exciting work going on right now, mm-hmm. like um, Oakland Theater Project is doing Endlings. Mm. Um, <clears throat> which is a Korean... I'm also... And people up here don't realize because my name is Eiko Yamamoto that I'm half yeah. Korean.
2: Ah, um, uh-huh. And
1: that I that playwright is Celine Song, who's a Korean playwright, mm-hmm. Can- mm. Canadian playwright. And um, there's uh, Magic Theater, I think they're going to be doing... Um, uh, God, what is that play? Monument. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I mentioned those plays because when I'm an actor, I'm, I am always also aware of all the... All the shows that are going on across in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like, God, I would love to do that play, or I would love to do that. And lately, I've been doing sort of more. Um, but I, as an actor, um, I may audition for those things, but doesn't mean I'm going to get cast for those things, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have noticed that in my work body of work, I've done, I, uh, I've done, I would like to do more contemporary. Mm-hmm. Plays, mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seemed to have like booked more of the traditional plays. Maybe there's something on my forehead that's <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just grateful for any work that I have, sure, but but certainly like. I, as an actor, I'm aware of certain playwrights or certain plays that are being, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, Norman, you've been an actor for a long time. You know what it's like when you're like, oh, because we as an actor don't have any words to say unless there's the playwright, and there's certain right. playwrights that we admire and would love to do that role, but that's not always in our control,
2: there's, right? There is that. I'm, more and more I'm enjoying being surprised. Yeah, that's so a good way to say it. So the callback that I just had was for, um, Not King Lear. That's coming up. Good Lord. Um, Much Ado. Much Ado About Nothing. Mm -hmm. I knew I was probably a little old for the main, one of the main guys. But, you know, they kind of threw it open. So I'm like, well, let me try. And I knew there was one that was more in my age range. So I was like, okay, I'll go for that. They asked me to read Ursula. I'm like, "Uh, I, I skimmed it when I read the sides just to know what all the sides were. But... You know, the last thing I thought was, oh, I'll be reading Ursula. So I got like five minutes to kind of get it ready. And then I came back in and bam. And the woman was like, I have never thought of Ursula that way before. And I'm like, me neither. Before five minutes ago. <laughs> and, and, That's a good story. And it's exciting to to be given those opportunities. Hmm. I keep trying to keep track of those actors um, whose careers took Journeys that they couldn't possibly have anticipated. And the first one I was aware of was uh, Buddy Epson, who played oh, Jed Clampett yeah. on the Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Except what he started off as is a dancer in Shirley Temple films. He was a in, you know, blackface and, you know, mm-hmm. and... That's where he started, and he probably thought he'd have a career dancing, especially if you're in one of the major Hollywood movies, Shirley Temple. You figure that's where your career is going. Jumping forward 20, 30 years, and suddenly they're saying, can you play old hillbilly? And I love, you think about the moments in, in the show, in the TV show, where you see him dancing, and he just kind of <laughs> he does this little simple thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, you were like a serious, oh, my God. you know, Or Christopher Walken is another one who is dance is classically trained dancer. That's not his career. He's a villain. Right. That's what, even though I love the videos that show all the little clips of him. So mm-hmm. I don't want to decide where my career is going. I yeah, just want to see where the next opportunity is.
1: Yeah, Norman makes a good point. I mean, I started in musical theater because mm-hmm. my mother was a professional jazz singer and Ooh. I was sort of discovered into singing and started singing and you know, was doing choir and such whatever. Mm-hmm. Um But now I find myself doing – but I I love doing plays, and I love doing uh, Shakespeare, uh, classic Mm -hmm. plays as well, and I don't limit myself in any way. If there's something that I'm interested in, Mm -hmm. I audition for it, Mm -hmm. and then let the ball roll. And so to answer your question, I mean, I did audition for Sierra. They're going to be housing me. That's three hours away. Mm -hmm. I don't think of it like, oh, I want to have a career in New York. I want to have a career in LA. But if I saw a posting and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's a great director. That's mm-hmm. a great play. Mm-hmm. I would like to audition for it. And if mm-hmm. they hire me and they're providing me housing and they're going to pay me, I'm not going to say no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds like Bay Area <laughs> Theater has treated you well. You're getting uh, a lot of, you're getting exposure and um, the roles that you like or. or.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like when I was making a joke about L.A., I mean, I don't really know what it's like to be an actor in L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know that I know that the Bay Area mm-hmm. is a wonderful place to work. Um, There are lots of good people here. You don't have to have an agent to go on audition. Even equity houses, you don't have to be equity to Mm -hmm. audition. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to, you know, do the work, you know. Just do the work. Put yourself out there. I Mm -hmm. mean, when I first started acting like here, I knew that, for example, um, this is like a, I knew that I was terrible at auditioning. Auditioning Mm. is a whole different skill. Right, yeah, it is. Acting and auditioning, when it is, yeah. So I felt comfortable acting, but I didn't feel comfortable auditioning. So Mm -hmm. you know what I did? I said, well, the only way. I mean, I obviously took a few classes on audition, but it's still not the yeah. same thing. The only way you're going to get better mm-hmm. is you do a lot of auditions.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you do uh, video auditions? Do you have stuff on YouTube or, or whatever? Oh, or yeah. I mean,
1: late, well, obviously, when COVID came down, it was like, oh, my God, I have to now. They're asking me to do video audition, which scared me to death. Oh, I know. So I you know what I did? I took a class on it. So I took a class. Oh, smart. Yeah, about how to do video, how to tape. your. And it's interesting because if you look at my videos, before Mm -hmm. I took that class Mm -hmm. and my videos after I took that class. Oh, yeah. Total different ballgame. Interesting. So it's like anything else. Like, there are people who've done it, who are doing it in the theater, who are also uh, teaching it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go find those. There's plenty in the Bay Area. Go find those people who also teach and Mm -hmm. act, who know what they're talking about, and, you know, take a class with them. I mean, obviously, you know – What I love about it is that I understand some people can't afford some of those classes. Mm -hmm. They're very expensive, can be.
2: They can be. But they can
1: be, obviously. So um, I want to at least be mindful that there are also community theaters. Th- There's also
2: community comu- colleges that offer all kinds of wonderful classes because exactly. the people teaching it are the people you're talking about—the folks that are out in the field. Mm-hmm. I bet Chabot, yeah, could uh, be a great. Like, Laney's kind of a got team. a nice yeah. program. You know, there are a bunch of them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, there are community theaters also who—not just community theaters, but theater companies—who yeah. are mindful of like yep. having an educational outreach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, granted, some of those are more geared towards younger kids, but the idea is that there are resources out there. Mm-hmm. At very nominal prices. Like, for example, I, need to f- I needed to fix up my tap and classes. And I was just like, I don't really feel like paying blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. for you know, tap classes. Oh, people so. should know
0: that you're a wonderful salsa dancer as well. Nice. I can salsa. How do yeah. you know I can salsa? I saw the video. Oh,
1: you, that's swing dancing. Oh, swing, I'm sorry, swing. Oh, and well, swing. Well, swing and salsa. <laughs> you're funny. You're hilarious. But anyway, yeah. I, I I don't know if I answered your question. But what I'm saying is there resources out you're, there. You're not
0: frustrated. You're not a frustrated actor. I mean, you're getting
1: uh frustrated. I mean, well, we're all frustrated sometimes <laughs> as yeah. human beings yeah. and as actors. But um, uh, you know, I think everything is a combination of of tough work. You got to mm-hmm. do the work. Excuse me. Yeah. But also blessings. I mm-hmm. mean, some of it, it's just, you know, luck and being there at the right time, at the, you know, right True. place at the right time. Yeah. Mm. But th- but frustration, of course. I've had a lot of, lot of times where I've, like, really wanted that role and didn't get it and I was like, oh, man. But you mm-hmm. know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. The attitude that I have now. I mean, I don't I don't think I could have been an actor in my 20s or 30s. because I don't think I had the wisdom that I have now, which is if I don't get a role or something and I want it, sure, it can hurt. But sometimes like it's not about it isn't it you don't want your ego to get in the way because it's not about um, you didn't get the job because maybe you were terrible or you weren't the best or whatever it just they had a vision and you maybe you did a great job and you just didn't fit that vision yeah. you know there's things you just can't control but here's the thing I know this because there have been jobs where I've been turned down numerous times by a certain company mm-hmm. and or it didn't work out, and I don't give up because I'm like, oh, I know this is a great company, I want to work with him. Mm-hmm. And then I works, and then I get called by some other random company, and I'm like, I wonder why they called me. And then I find out that that company referred me. Right, to the casting oh.
2: person yeah, said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we saw somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It didn't work for us.
0: And that would not have happened if you gave a bad audition because they would not never. Or I wasn't even to. gonna
1: say that. I was saying like, yeah. well, that's great. But I, wasn't even that. I was thinking. I was thinking like, if you get frustrated and yeah. say. I didn't get this job and I, i'm sure they're young actors to do that yeah maybe acting's not for me because i've gotten five no's and you quit
0: right yeah that
1: no don't quit just keep going and get better
0: yeah and that's and that's a very very important part and because you know these companies they have their databases mm-hmm. and you know although you didn't fit the vision of let's say one show mm-hmm. you've got your name in there and they have your resume and you know you'll go and ahead.
1: you have to pay your dues like you can't be like you know, I know some people it happens, you hear these stories where it's like the first acting job, like at a, oh, what do you call it? Mm. Oh, Like West Side Story, the one who's playing the lead. I mean, it's not like she hasn't acted before, but she got the lead role for Steven Spielberg West Side, right? Oh. She was a high school student. Oh, and you hear yeah. you get yeah. these, these young people, like they hear these stories and they're like, I'm going to go to an open, mm-hmm. That's and right. you know? <laughs> No, for most people, it's like you play, you, I don't know, go to acting school. I mean, I took a lot Mm -hmm. of classes. I don't have a background. I don't. I didn't major. Mm -hmm. I was Mm pre-med. But I took, believe me, I've taken enough acting classes to have had a major and then some, right? Right. Yeah. So you take the classes, you do the work, Right. And you play the ensemble roles. Yeah. I actually don't mind ensembles. So I love yeah. ensemble <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You know yeah, but what I'm saying? It can I'm be saying, a lot of fun.
1: You could be a lot of fun. And some people are like, no, I don't want to play. The-. And I hear young people say, oh, I don't want to play the ensemble. I got offered an ensemble. I don't want to do that because I want to play. Elite. And I right. just look at them and i just like, oh, my. I don't. I'm just like, you know, whatever. That's your choice. Yeah. Right. But you have to be willing to do work. Let me tell you, there's some theater companies and some plays that got and some directors. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. If they said, come here and can you just play a rock? and stand there <laughs> see, oh. three, rock or tree. i'd be yes. like hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. right you're gonna right. pay me to play a <clears and> rock <throat> on this wonderful play you know i don't have mm. this attitude like oh this role isn't good enough for me if you want to act if mm-hmm. you love it that much mm-hmm. you're willing to do what it takes don't give up
2: there you go that, there you no, go that, that, that is awesome
1: right <laughs> you've been doing it longer than i have
2: i see i'm my attitude is slightly different if you don't want to do it, please don't do it. There that, are so many people we'll, trying to do this mm-hmm. that yes. you going away will yeah. just make space for everybody else. And you'll be happier <laughs> yeah. and we'll be happier.
0: And I think about individuals like Samuel L. Jackson who did, you know, a bunch of other things. He did regional theater up until the 40s or the 50s mm-hmm. until he was discovered by Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, then, you know, he just exploded. Or Morgan Freeman, right. Right. who did a bunch of children's television networks. Yep. He yep, was yep. a speed reader or... Uh, um, easy E. Easy reader. Easy E. Easy E. E, yeah. Yep. But he was also a speed reader. He was also oh, um, okay. in the electric company. But mm-hmm. then I think it was glory or whatever it was and then he just exploded. So yeah. pay your dues and you're absolutely right. Before we close up, mm. there's one story that you had told that stays in my mind is when you were you were talking about you uh were trying to be Miss Junior Miss. Oh, My god. I and that story. and so um funny. You My mom wanted me to
1: do Junior Miss. Yeah, visits.
0: exactly. And you didn't think, well, I, there are a lot of people, no, your father thought that you weren't going to do it. He didn't want me going,
1: to do it because he, he didn't want me to get hurt. Exactly. Because uh-huh. I, we were the only Asian family for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he was like, you're never going to win Junior Miss. It's right that yeah. you know. Because he yeah. had experienced racism. The right. first house we tried to buy there, he said, no, we're not going to sell a house to a Chinaman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he yeah. Would, he would. he was experiencing racial slur on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
0: then no you doubt. won, and he had tears in his eyes. He
1: had to leave. Mm. Yeah. Because he was so overwhelmed. Yay. Yeah.
0: And I remember that story, and that story just really, really touched me. And you, you said earlier today that I guess he's, he's, he, he had, he, is he struggling with cancer?
1: Uh, he was just diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. He was oh. a smoker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got an aggressive uh, small cell carcinoma, but they, mm-hmm. they, he is, he's, Let's just say he's going through treatment and he, yeah. and he's still kicking. He's a strong right. person. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah and yeah. hopefully he has a uh, positive, you know, outlook and, you know, he's he's doing well. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to mm. you and, and to your, your family. your family as well. Yes. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. But I do remember that that story. It's like, you know, it's like, because we all remember the first time sure. that we were either on stage or we were mm-hmm. discovered or we were like, hey, I've got something inside of me that's mm-hmm. special. And the impact that it has on our family members. They see us differently. And. You know that story of you of the Miss Junior Miss was just really really uh, special. Mm-hmm. Any case, thank you so much.
2: Birthdays. <laughs> I want to touch on one thing before birthdays. Yes. William Hurt died.
0: Oh, yeah, Gosh. I have that written down. And okay, I, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and um, I remember I'm, the first movie that I saw him in. It was, oh, was Altered States. Wow, that's a weird movie. <laughs> I dig, I dig, <laughs> dig, 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 dig. No, I I grew up, I came up as a young actor watching him and just amazed. And then hearing about his career over the years. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not wishing anybody did. I'm sorry that he has died. But um, it sounds like he had a full and powerful career. So yeah, just want to acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. Uh, birthdays. Today is Michael Clifford's birthday. Um, Michael is a, a female director in the Bay Area, which when I first met her was a rare thing. So I was pretty impressed. Uh, Tony Haney... Um, Worked on Buffalo. Uh, When we got to take Buffalo down to San Jose stage, he was the director. I was his assistant and dramaturg. Um, And I had known his name for years, so it was kind of surprising to me um, to finally be working with him. I realized I'm sort of in that position now. (laughs) People will say, I've been hearing your name. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Loretta Janka is somebody who works with the um, Play Cafe and Musical Cafe Um, and what's funny is she works mostly behind the scenes with those organizations but every now and then she steps in to read she is a powerful reader, really wonderful Michael Kabari, just because we don't get to acknowledge enough of the producers in the Bay Area um, and he's uh, Ann Kabari's father and has helped support her company Utopia oh that's right, yeah Michael Ordonia is a young Filipino, was a young, when I was young, he was young. We were young together. He was a young Filipino actor, um, worked with, he uh, worked all over, worked in a couple of genie Baroga pieces and uh, with a uh, thick description. Uh, Leah Herman is somebody who reached out to me when she opened the space that is now the Waterfront Theater in Berkeley mm-hmm. um, to talk about. I mean, it was a bunch of things. I think we might have been doing the podcast at that point. Maybe we had just started. But we talked about theater and stuff. And I was like, it was another one of those. I've been hearing your name. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, Susanna Martin is a Bay Area director. Our paths cross from time to time. Zoe Galvez somebody I went to San Francisco State with. And does a lot of stuff with um, BATS, Bay Area Theater Sports Improv, and also um, with commercial work. She um, she teaches a lot about on-camera stuff. Penny Pendleton is at the other end of the spectrum, somebody that I just met a couple of years ago when she was assistant on As You Like It and then on um, Pericles mm-hmm. with the uh, San Francisco Shakespeare Festival. Dahlia Vidor runs the Vallejo Shakespeare Festival. Um, We met doing each one, Reach One. Um, She's a lot of fun. And, you know, when the company started off, she ended up doing a lot more onstage stuff. I think she's a little more behind the scenes now with it. But it seems to be thriving wonderfully. The theater company that comes to Oakland right now, the only theater company that brings their show to Oakland is the Vallejo Shakes. And they bring it over to the Peralta House. Bradford Shreve was an actor I met when I was doing um, directing Judith Offerpiece, and here I am this year about to direct another Judith Offerpiece. Uh, Donna Stevenson, somebody I went to high school with, and um, that's knew her from theater. There, I don't know that she's done anything since. A uh, couple more: Crystal, uh, Christopher Kuchenbaker is a Bay Area actor, and he's another one where I've heard the name forever. Our paths almost never cross, but everybody I've known who've worked with him praises him. He's an actor's actor, so... um, And I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay. I only have two. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, we've had him on. He was um, a young black actor. He uh he he was uh, in my play judicial process and uh, his birthday was March the 18th that was uh, uh yesterday mm-hmm. and also Dana Lewenthal Blankman
2: I did leave that for you yes. <coughs>
0: yeah well thank <clears> you so much and uh, she is a, a wonderful uh actress i believe she's also a playwright as well she's worked with the playwright center for san francisco and she was involved um Oh, shucks. Where do I know her from? I know she acted with, because um, she when she came on, it was with Alicia Von Kugelgen. Yep. They did, a, they did a piece together. So in any case, uh, there's- the Douglas the, Morrison? I think it's the Douglas Morrison, but yeah. I can't remember the piece. And that is that, and, um, uh,
2: I missed one. Erin Merritt, a wonderful director, oh, Bay Area, yes. and her birthday is today.
0: Okay. Wow. Happy why, birthday, Erin. Why, why mm-hmm. I'm looking at Erin Merritt. Yes, her oh. birthday's right there. Yep. Shows. <clears throat>
2: Oh! I've got a bunch. So, um, I have tried to make our life a little easier on the Yay page. Yes. I am putting all these shows. Now, every time I get a link, I just throw it on the Yay page. Okay. So, if you're looking for links, you can find them there. Cool. Um, Piano Fight, our uh, awesome theater is the theater company that is at Piano Fight. Coffee uh, Lady. They're doing Coffee Lady Mm -hmm. and Yumi Kabari. Yep, Indian and, and Indian written
0: Indian. by Bridgette Portman,
2: who we on the A. Yeah, yay. Yeah. March 31st through May the 5th. Yep, there's a weird, who is this, why did I do this? Um, moisture Festival. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, which is, it looks like a lot, a lot of clowning, and I'm not seeing who specifically. I thought I was. You want me to jump uh, in? Oh, unique Derek, that's who. Okay. Um, uh, Bay Area Clown has been around forever. He's been doing it. Um, the show at uh, the Actors' Ensemble in Berkeley is mm-hmm. Red Winged Blackbird. and And I hope they're playing tonight because I am planning on going. Okay um central works show is about to open do you have the details on that yes central works uh, let's see Just if i can find it. that escape oh thank you so much asylum.
0: escape from the asylum yes march 17th through april 17th mm-hmm. alan coin is in and jans leifler will be acting in it gary graves is directing the
2: show and we have a link
0: Yay!
2: <laughs> um and i might have one more oh gosh
0: are you doing anything for Monday Night Playground, or are you out of that?
2: I'm not uh, this time because of the okay. understudying stuff, but uh, Monday yes. Night Playground is uh, will feature Rich Clay's Yep, play. child's
0: play, adapted nursery rhymes. Uh, I'm trying to think. And Ka- what is the name
2: of your play? Uh,
0: my play is called This Old Man. So this is basically, um, oh, right. we're taking nursery rhymes yeah. and we're adapting it. Uh, Kacha Rivera is directing two pieces, and Jim Kleiman is also directing a piece, uh, neither of them are mine I, mean, I really don't know anyone who's acting in the play Or uh, who is directing it I have the names uh, written down elsewhere But mm-hmm. I'm very very happy And that, that should be awesome um, I'll I cut into what you were saying Do uh, you have any more?
2: Um, Tandiwe Has a show that is streaming um, And so that's in Atlanta But it's streaming so you can see it anywhere is that, is he still Code playing Noir the, uh, the Count of, uh, de Monte Cristo okay. So it's about uh, Dumas Yes. Al- Alexander Dumas piece. And yeah, so that's streaming right now. So cool. that's possible to see. Um, I'm going to save this one because it's not coming up until next month. Okay. And um, wanted to give a shout out to Jerome <clears throat> Joseph Gentes. Gentes, who is now taking over, not taking over, but he's joining theater, uh, the Magic Theater as a producer of play development.
0: I've reached out to Jerome, and I think we'll, he'll be one of our next guests uh, a little bit later on because he was yeah. our first ever interviewee on jerome the Jerome
1: Soberg of berkeley what's that some Assem- berkeley assemble is- jerome Soberg, is in he of the america uh, oh the berkeley assemble actors of berkeley is oh actors
2: ensemble, ensemble? ensemble. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah
1: is he the same Jerome Soberg? no no this, no, no. no. Is this no different? This yeah
0: is this is a different person oh. he was a part of a musical cafe and mm. uh, play cafe and now he is uh, doing other things. And oh, he was a, a long-time person. playwright. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh okay. and this one is Bay Area Connection, even though it's not here. Up in Seattle, they uh-huh. are doing um, Michael Gene Sullivan's 1984. Oh, nice. Which um, is being directed by a high school alumni of mine. Okay. I had to write to him and say, wait a minute, are you doing Michael Gene Sullivan's play? And they are. So uh-huh. that's that's what I've got. Awesome.
0: Okay, well, we're going to pump uh, the stuff that Echo is doing. Never mind, that's part of Bay Area Women's Theater Festival, Bay Area WTF.
1: That's their short, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, March twenty-first at the Aurora Theater, and you will be in that. And then that's—is that just a reading?
1: It is a stage reading directed by Keiko Carrero. Oh, ah, nice. There you go. Yeah, and um, we have a link and it's to uh, the mm-hmm. place by Iida. Awesome. Um, Yes, and there's a link there.
0: Yes, and we have also Steel Magnolias, and that will be April the 14th through May the 15th, and you are in that. We have a link to that. Mm -hmm. That should be very exciting.
1: At Sierra Repertory Theater.
0: Uh, uh, Yes, Sierra Repertory (laughs) Theater. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I've talked about uh, Playground, uh, Child's Play, so check that out. That will be this Monday, and we have a link to that as well. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock.
2: And it's streaming, so people, you can go live to the Freight and Savage, Mm -hmm. or you can see it online.
0: Yeah, there you go. Awesome Theater is doing Coffee Lady, March 31st through May the 5th. We've yeah. talked about that. And Yumi Kabori is in that. A play written by Bridget Dutta Portman, uh, one of my favorite playwrights. And she's also getting involved in Novelist. Uh, she's written several novels as well. So
2: nice. it sounds like
0: she's transitioning from, well, she's doing both, playwriting and also mm-hmm. uh, being a novelist. Tri-Valley Players is doing Time After Time Again, part of the Raw Festival of New Plays. Madeline Puccioni has a play uh, written in uh, for one of those pieces, that'll be done March the 20th. So we want to uplift Madeline. Also, August, Osage County, San Jose Stage is doing that. Terrence Smith, we've talked about that, is in that. That'll be March the 30th through April the 24th. Um, Viet gong. Is still playing. That'll be playing until April the 24th. Wait, Jeff- it
1: just started, right? It, it hasn't even started. It's March, March 24th. March 24th, yeah, yeah. exactly. Ah. Jeffrey
0: Lowe, he wrote the piece. Um, but I have a feeling that's been going on. No, he uh,
1: didn't write the piece. He, are you sure he didn't? He didn't? No, okay. I'm sure he didn't. No. Okay. I know who the I can't remember his name, but he didn't write the piece. He's directing He'll,
0: the piece. Ah, uh, he's directing the piece. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've clicked on oh, and that link doesn't work. Okay, but I'll make sure that the link does work. Uh, but I know Jeffrey involved. Uh, Jeffrey Lowe is yeah, he he is directing the piece. So I'll mm-hmm. I'll change that. Escape from the Asylum Central Works. Alan Coyne, Jens Leifler is in that. Directed by Gary Graves. It opened two uh, nights ago. Well, previewed two, preview, two nights ago, and I'm,
2: I'm I'm doing box office, so yeah, right.
0: And that'll end April the 17th, and we have a link to that. Dot, um, that is something that Sean J. West is very uh, excited about. He's directing this piece by the new Conservatory Theater Company. Coleman Domingo, original play. Yeah. I yeah. went to
1: that fundraiser with the Magic Oh, did you? Yeah. He spoke, and he was just amazing.
0: No, Coleman is amazing. amazing. Yeah. And that'll have uh, Kim Donovan, Kimberly Ridgeway, two of our... Um, Famous, uh, yeah. You know, interesting people, yep. yeah. How? Uh, when is it close? I'm sorry. It closes April the third. Oh, okay. So, so plenty time. of time. Uh, let's see. Uh, I uh, we've talked about Dr. Stephanie Johnson. She is teaching class still. That ends March the 28th on lighting. If you ever want to get involved in that, the Illuminated Project in it. is doing that. Mm-hmm. The magic of lighting. Mm-hmm. Barry Graves, a good friend of ours, has a new podcast out, The Black Man's Heart. Check that out. Also, Mallory Samara, our consulting producer, is has a podcast called Connect the Dots for KCBS Radio, and also Bendelstip has the Fobcast. So check that out as well. That is it. Uh, Echo, did you have a good time?
1: I always have a great time with you guys. Yeah, thank you. thank I mean, you. Look at this. Look at this place, and look at all this food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here just for the food, just so you know.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> before I forget jerseys we still have jerseys out yeah we, i uh a couple of uh our my uh co-workers have bought some jerseys mm. and uh, i think uh, Conrad bought one uh we have black we have white we've run out of the pinstripes but if you really want to want a pinstripe Ooh, we can pinstripe. get one for mm-hmm. you uh thirty dollars just uh then i gotta beat. get a logo i'm, <laughs> yes. I'm
2: finally ready i've to... I've
0: ordered some so uh, that'll okay. be uh coming very very soon Okay. We want to thank you so much. Uh, this is a wonderful Saturday, uh, as always. We are uh, we are not on YouTube this time around. This is only via audio. But you can find us on all podcast apps. Uh, we're on um, Spotify. We're on uh, the Purple Podcast app on the iPhones and iPads. Twitter. Twitter. And, uh, and can are- I
1: say I enjoy listening to your podcast? I listen to your podcast oh, yeah. with other actors, and it's really interesting. And or not, I should say, other actors, other Bay Area theater, theater folks, because we uh-huh. have all. Yep. And uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Soon.
0: Thank you so yeah. much. We want people to, uh, to let us know what, you know, like leave comments and give us a like and, you know, that'll help us out because we want to know, <laughs> <you> know what <laughs> works and what doesn't work. Because I'm sure there are things that don't work. So, you know, let us know. Uh, and also, if you are a Android user, use the SoundCloud app. And you can listen to us. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise, or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up. We're at the Yay 3 on Twitter. I'm at the Reg Space Clay. And I'm at Who's Your Hoosier. uh, Eko, uh you have your own website. I should uh, pump out your Eko website. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Dot com, dot com. And I'm
1: at uh, Instagram handle at Aiko E I K O Y H.
0: Yay. Right on. So if you are a producer, you're looking for a fantastic uh, actress. And also, we should pump up your – because you, you are also a wonderful visual artist. You're a painter as well. Oh, nice. Yes.
1: Well, that's, it's funny, Norman, because when I see your – we're friends on Facebook, yeah, and I, yeah. I know you post. Yeah. I look at those, and I think – it brings me back because I love uh, – sketching new—that's uh-huh. uh, figure one of my drawing Yes. Yeah. Yeah. and it brings me back but yes I, I was a visual artist for. that's one of my loves yeah. I've been drawing since and painting since I was a child now do oh, you nice. do you sell
0: your paintings do you have like an online thing you could, no I
1: haven't yes I could I have plenty paintings in stores that probably needs to be sold <gasps> um, but no I, I've been focusing so much on the theater but I do mm-hmm. want to get my a website up and I will at some point Yay.
0: awesome that'll be something to look up for too yes. alright it's Saturday uh, let's uh, have a wonderful rest of the day. I think it's drizzling, so, you know, be oh. careful out there. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, thank well, you so much. We need f-
1: the rain. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> we, we do. totally
0: do. All right, and as Zorman and I always say, we've we got to find a better sign-off. Off, and we are out.